Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hoglin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of conscious leadership and the conscious leadership code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. I very rarely speak about property on this Conscious Leadership podcast and I think this is one that has come to me this week that I really do need to talk about property and what is going on in the world of not only investment but also tenancies. Some of you may know that I do have properties that I rent out. I'm not into creating an empire. I very much am around building a lifestyle and the business model that I have chosen to adopt within my property world is of an HMO, so house of multiple occupation, individual people sharing a house that are not related. And over the years, I have run properties that have been an HMO from the biggest was an eight bed and the smallest that I run and manage are four beds and I say run and manage some I own and some I manage for the owners but I run them as though they are mine so they are completely hands-off I do what is in the industry called a rent to rent model so I rent off the owner and then I rent it out by the room to individuals and that the owner basically gets a guaranteed rent from me, have never defaulted on, on paying the owners the rent and never would. Many of them rely on that. That is their income, but they really do not want to be involved with property. So I take that ownership, that hardship, that aggravation, whatever you want to call it, off them. So what's happened? Bizarrely for me this week, I have ended up with three voids, so three empty rooms. Two for the really very best reasons. Two people have handed in their tenancies, ended their tenancies and have gone on to do better things. One is becoming the manager of her own pub, so she gets accommodation above. That's a whole other story. Um, and what that might mean for the um, already excessive hours she's working. So she's gone to for a promotion. And then the other couple, and I'm not sure why, have completely moved location in the country. They were already pub landlords and they have moved location and I believe have got accommodation with that. Now, that particular couple have left owing me rent. So this landlording business doesn't always end up positively and they have promised to pay me so we'll see where that goes so two have left for very good reasons and one has left because of their behaviors which included racism verbal abuse and threats of physical violence against another tenant which is just not acceptable um, and they went I helped them pack to get them out of the house all legally done evicted through a legal process and done very quickly. But what that's left me with is three rooms that I have to find new tenants for. You know, being a landlord is a business. If you have a, an empty room in your house, you are your income 
is clearly less. And depending on how you run your business, if you've got one empty room, you may actually go into a negative cash flow on that property. Dependent on how you've got it leveraged and, and how you run it. Now, with everything that's going on in the world currently, I've been doing viewings for the three rooms and I have never seen such a demand for rooms. I have never since 2012, which is when I got into the property as a business, I have never seen so many people looking for rooms. Never. I have never had so many applications. And here's the very interesting difference. The people that I am currently doing viewings with are basically people who have either run their own business and it has collapsed through the pandemic. So from 2020 to now, the business has gone out of business. Or they are people who have been made redundant because the company that they worked for has downsized one way or the other. Or it is because they have separated from their life partner. There have been massive changes over the last two years, well, since March 2020, which have, of course, put additional pressure on a lot of people. Now, the other thing that comes with this is that many of the people who are coming to view are in receipt of universal credit. So they have had to access the UK government funding that supports people who are not in a good place for whatever reason. Some of them will receive housing benefit, some of them may not, and some of them will receive a top up on their income if they're currently working. Now, quite a few of the people that have come to view, not only have they either lost their business, been made redundant, or have gone through a separation, that has thrown them, with everything else that has gone on, into a spiral of depression. So now they physically can't work, probably means they didn't access universal credit first off because they are not of that mindset, if that makes sense. And some of them are so proud they will not access um, benefits until basically they're on the street. And then it's very hard to access benefits because if you don't have a dress, it's almost nigh on impossible. So you end up in a negative spiral. Now, on top of that, so I've given one guy a room who would basically, he's one step away from being on the streets, had his own business, business crashed, his relationship broke up, was going to get married, his relationship broke up, um, which sent him into a spiral of depression, which meant he couldn't work, um, got signed off. Then he couldn't afford the rent on the flat he was living, living in. And the advice from <laughs> the advice from many, which I don't agree with, but you can't intentionally make yourself homeless, is to stay in the flat until you're evicted. But then, of course, when you go to the private, private rental sector, what chance is it that a private landlord, many through agents, who recruit their tenants through agents, would look at, well, you've left owing money and they had to take you to court to evict you. 
what private landlord is going to give that person a, a chance when you've got somebody who could be in a job, could be running their own business, who has never defaulted and has got a really good credit rating. So some of the advice, I understand it, if you make yourself intentionally homeless, the local authority will not house you. But to be made homeless, you have to go through a court process, which can take months. And the landlord has to take has to have a reason to take you through the court process, which basically means, and I'm not telling anybody to do this, that you end up owing rent. So it's a really serious scenario and situation that I believe many people find themselves in. Now, on top of this, if people are looking for a room in a house share, in many house shares, and I'm not talking about um, students, I'm talking about professional house shares, in many house shares, the landlord pays the costs of the utilities, so the council tax, electricity, gas, Wi-Fi, um, what else, uh, council tax, water rates, etc. So the, the landlord, the owner, pays the cost of the, of the bills. Now, what else is happening in this world? We are being predicted a 62% rise in utility costs from autumn this year. I believe it's October. So say um, an HMO has a utility bill of £300 a month. That's going to go up by 62%. Let's just go with 60%. It's easier on the numbers for my head, off the top of my head. It's another £180. So for a landlord, the cost of the utilities for that one property, as in energy, will go up from £300 to £480 a month. Now think about that. Where does the landlord get that money from? Wages have not gone up by 62%. You cannot put everybody's rent up, dependent on when they signed the agreement, dependent on their scenario, their situation. They may not be able to afford it. Now, we have to, as landlords, keep our rents in line with current tenancies that are out there, because if we don't, and the tenant wants to leave to go somewhere else, there's, there's too big a gap, there's too big a divide in what they can afford and what they can't afford. But what does the landlord do with that additional £180? Say that's a four-bed house. Could you charge a tenant an additional £45 a month on top of what they currently pay? a big percentage in many areas of the country and have the tenants wages gone up in line to be able to afford that so there is a massive difference in supply and demand that's one thing landlords are selling for various reasons the government are changing taxes for landlord um, landlords are needing to pay a lot more money one way or the other the government for whatever reason seems to have a bit of a thing about property as a business, which includes landlords, which includes developments, etc., etc. So when you think about it, landlords are selling up. Now, there's reasons why. A, because of the taxes from the government. Um, B, some of them have just got very tired with all the changes and the decline in their income. So think about it. Um, all these additional taxes on a landlord reduces their income. So it reduces their standard of living. And not every landlord is a very wealthy individual. That is for sure. Some landlords might have one, two or three properties. 
Some landlords are, are, are barely scraping by, they may have over leveraged. There's all sorts of reasons why that happens. But the property prices are high, the taxes are, are going up, income is going down, many landlords are selling. They have started to sell off their portfolio to do something different with the cash. Now, if, it, if the cash sits in the bank, it devalues because the bank interest is not as much as inflation, which today, we're in August 22, um, I looked this morning and inflation is, so they tell us, is 9.2%. So have wages gone up by 9.2%? I certainly know mine haven't. I am self-employed, I do create my own income, my own wealth, but it certainly has not gone up by 9.2%. Now I have a choice on what I do about that. I can increase the prices of the products I sell or I can add another income stream in, which I'm currently looking at doing. So on top of anything else I do, I am looking at how to become a publisher of written and audio books online to bring in a different income stream or an alternate income stream, another income stream, because my income has gone down because of all the previously mentioned. Now, back to tenants, supply and demand. The local authorities, government, sold off many of their rental properties. So the councils, the local authorities, the councils do not have a supply of properties that they can provide to people who need them. Private landlords are being hammered and private landlords are selling up or are using a different business model within their property world and are converting their houses to holiday rentals, which of course takes away that property from the permanent housing market. Now, I don't know what the answer is to all this, but think about how the changes have impacting, have impacted and are continuing to impact. For one room, I must have had, no exaggeration, 30 applications. Now I have spoken to some, and I go through a recruitment process for my tenant, the same as you would for business. I don't just take anybody, I would rather have a void than the wrong tenant. And I say the wrong tenant as in how they behave within the house, because each house creates its own culture. The culture is that your home. So when you're running multi-lets, it is a home for more than one person. So if you've got a four bed, you've got four individuals that are not related. If you're running a six bed or a seven bed, you've got six or seven people living in one property that are non-related. Yes, they have their own personal space, which is private to them. And then they have the communal space for those landlords that provide communal space and of course they have to rub along so it's really no point in putting a tenant into a property that you believe is going to cause aggravation so to do the recruitment process and it's exactly what it is with me for me it starts on spare room now I'm going to come back to something so if you, if a tenant or an individual through, you know, business failing, redundancy, separation, needs somewhere to live, reputable landlords will do a reference. And a reference looks at your credit rating. 
So what your score is on credit rating, if you've got any CCJs against you or not. And you have to do the right to rent. That's a government thing that got sent down to landlords. So we now have to do a right to rent to check whether you as the individual that's applying for the room are allowed, have permission to rent in the UK. And I had to do this on my 90-year-old mother when we moved in together into a rented accommodation. There's a big backstory to all of this, as you can probably imagine. Um, so my 92-year-old mother, who actually was, you know, came through World War II, we had to do a right to rent check on her because that's what we are told we have to do. Let alone myself, my partner at the time. It, it's, it's a situation anyway. So where do I want to go with this? The, the property market is changing massively. The opportunity for private rentals is changing massively. The supply and demand is changing rapidly. House prices have gone up. Rental opportunities have gone down. If you are selling a property, you're going to realise good, good, whatever equity you've got in it currently. Everything is a perception. So if you're trying to get on the property market, you may feel that prices are high and everything is a perception compared to where our personal circumstances are. If you are looking to rent a property, and I will give you a big tip, a huge tip, landlords are looking for good, honest, open, upfront individuals who are polite, who are clean, or who are tidy, because we entrust our properties to you. Two of the tenants that have left in the last week or so, their rooms were disgusting. I mean, filthy. And they were the two that chose to leave. The one that I evicted, his room was clean. Now, I'm not saying male, female, I'm not talking about genders, it's just about how you keep your room. That comes from how you keep yourself. So really think about if you are out there looking for a rental property, be polite, be pleasant. Um, you know, if you're if you're responding on spare room. Rather than saying ring me. And a number say, hi, Julie. You know, but you can see the landlord or the agent's name on spare room if you're in an HMO. Hi, Julie, I'm looking at your property. It would be really great to arrange a viewing. Is there any more information you need to know? Be polite, be courteous. Some of the, the applications that I have had this week, last week, have been ring me. Uh, mm, no, I won't be doing that. Um, they people on there have no adverts, so you don't know about them. You can't do the research before you offer them a viewing. And it's exactly the same as if you was applying for a job. You give the employer as much information as you can, which allows them to decide whether they want to interview you or not. How you come across in these interviews, these interactions online or offline is vital. Now, I am currently in a rental property. Again, it's a big story. I can do another episode on that. I'm currently in a rental property. I was not the first choice for probably the first six or seven. I was looking at one bed flats, single woman, you know, good income. I say good income and income. So could manage the affordability, um, a, a really good credit rating, um, 
personable, polite, pleasant. I was not the first job, the first, sorry, the first choice for probably the first six or seven one-bed flats I looked at. So when you are looking for um, somewhere to rent, please bear in mind that not everybody's going to say yes, you're going to get rejected. You cannot allow that rejection, and I was surprised, I will put my hands up and say that, I'm like, why am I not a good bet? Because there are better good bets out there. Um, I'm now in a really nice one bed flat with actually really nice landlords. And I think because when I came in to view this and I didn't know it at the time, that both the landlords, the owners were actually in, in the property. Um, I didn't know they were the owners, but I was very polite. I was courteous to the agent that was viewing. I, I was complimentary about the flat. Um, I came across as a normal, nice, gen genuine individual because that's who I am. And I think that got me this flat. So think about if you are viewing. Think about, think about if you are viewing how you're coming across, what are you wearing, what do you look like. Think about it as though you're going for an interview because in reality you sort of are. If the property is managed through an agency, the agency wants to deal with someone that they know is going to be an easy person to deal with. They do not want aggravation. Nobody really wants additional, <clears throat> excuse me, additional aggravation in their life, especially after the last few years we've had. There's, there are many mental health issues that are just beginning to surface. I'll do more episodes on this. But so think about it. Businesses have failed. Redundancies have been made and there's more coming. Um, mental health has suffered. Isolation has, has increased. People are lonely, which affects mental health, which could affect their relationships. Relate, there are more relationships breaking down now because of the last two years than I think I have ever known before. I would hate to see what the figures are when it's analysed at some point in the future. Think about if you're in property or you're looking to get into property or you are a landlord or you are a tenant, think about how everything mixes and matches. As a landlord, I want someone who is going to be A, pay me, B, be a good tenant, C, not create aggravation in the house. Now, I don't always get that right. I don't. That's just how it is being a landlord. 95% of the time I do. And the other 5% of the time I deal with it, which some landlords do, some landlords don't, some agencies will, some agencies won't. Think about how you run your business. Think about how you are as a landlord. Think about how you are as a tenant. Situations change. Nothing is permanent. That's for sure. Change after change after change after change. And, and I believe there was a survey done many years ago um, and I'd hate to think what it actually is now, is that many people do not have more than one month's, um, I'm going to say, savings or money behind them to see them through a difficult scenario situation. So if you're renting and you've got no more than one month's money behind you, you know, some people would be fortunate to have that. Start to think about how can I do this? If you're working, but you're not saving and I don't, please hear me, I didn't save when I was, when I was younger. 
Um, but if you're working and you've got no money behind you, think about how do you create a pot that, that if anything happened that was out with your control, you could access and utilize. Now, the recommendation, and I know this because of um, many years ago when I accepted a redundancy, and you, if you want to start your own business, the recommendation is you have six months money behind you because it, it allows you to come from a position of safety rather than a position of desperation. And desperation comes across in how you behave. So really think about what have you got behind you that will support you in coming across confidently and well, whether that be for a job, whether that be for a tenancy, in any respect and in any regard. So this is a bit of a, I'm going to say, combined episode. It starts with property, but then it sort of goes into life and comes back to property, whether you're a tenant or and a landlord, whether you want to get into property as a business or whether you want to um, maybe even learn more about it. Now, I, I will say this, I very rarely do. I am a coach. I am a mentor. Um, I do provide this type of learning for people. If you want to know more, contact me outside of the podcast. I can help. Um, I run a clubhouse room. Oh, not me, on my own. Me and um, a few others run a clubhouse room Monday to Friday, and it is all about property. It's completely free. So come and join us on that. It's called We Talk Property. If you want to reach out to me individually, please do. I am on all of the social media channels. The name is Julie Hogbin. I hashtag Conscious Leadership if you want to have a look at that. And Conscious Leadership Code. I am going to be doing a lot more on the Conscious Leadership Code and how we create the life that we want and or need, dependent where we're coming from, and how we all do that. There are many income streams that you can do. Many, many, many income streams. One woman who has applied for a room is on universal credit because she was made redundant and then she relocated. So I'm not sure yet whether there's a separation in that. But what is she doing? She's on universal credit and she's topping her income up by doing typing from home. Once she's relocated, once she has somewhere to live, she will then go back to doing or looking for a role in what she used to do before. She's very confident. She's very she's very positive. I don't know about confidence. She's very positive in how she's expressing herself to me online in the messages that we've had. And she's got a viewing on Saturday morning with me. So please think about everything I've spoken about today, everything that's going on in the world, you know, 62% increase in utilities, 9.2% inflation. If you've got money in the bank, it is decreasing because it's not keeping up with the 9.2 inflation. And that's what they're telling us it is, probably more. Everything, I don't know whether you've looked at the price of cucumbers, they went from 45p, I think it was, to something like 60p almost overnight. 15p on a 45p product, that's over 30% increase. So everything that's going on affects everything. The cost of utilities affects everything. Inflation affects everything. If you want to know more, um, please reach out. Seriously, please reach out. I'm doing all sorts. I'm working with um, I'm working with people on how we can create knowledge products, 
all sorts of things. So please reach out if you want to. Anyway, this is Julie Hogbin signing off from a random, in some respects, um, podcast episode. And this is life as we currently know it. So be prepared. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And if you have found it useful, please leave a review. And if you have found it useful, please share it with others that will find it useful as well. If you want to know more about my publishing, please follow me through to the Amazon author page. And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.